Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey you, welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. I'm wife. And together we're reading the Bible. Starting with Genesis and eventually ending with Revelations, we're working through every book and offering our atheist two cents. Or shekels. Yeah, those. We're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense. We aren't academics or scholars. Nope. In fact, when it comes to religion, we really don't know anything at all. What we've learned so far is that God's a dick. Oh, he really is, isn't he? If you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion, maybe start from episode one. Otherwise, jump in anywhere. It's all good. Yep. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. 
What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband. Wife. It is a Q&A Saturday. It sure is. And I have a Q for you. Do you now? Well, yes. Um, But it's from the week before last. That's... Because this past week... Yeah. The question I had was lackluster and like... Well, if I may, mm-hmm. we uh, we were going to maybe answer the question about like debtor forgiveness after seven years this week. Yeah. Which I did come up with some like sort of information, but it was mostly just like lawyers... Agreeing. Agreeing that, yeah, seven years and look, Bible, yeah, come file bankruptcy with us. So so I was like, this isn't going to be a great Q&A because I can't really find any great information. No, they basically agreed with us that, yeah, it's funny how we have seven years and the Bible does too. Yeah. Huh. Yep. That's a thing. That is a thing. So we decided to cover what now? Um, a question that was left over from, like I said, the week before last, um, from Deuteronomy uh, chapter 11, verse 29, you must pronounce the blessing at Mount Gerizim and the curse at Mount Ebal. And we were like, the blessing and the curse, huh? <laughs> right. What, yeah. what? That was that was questionable. Yeah. Yeah. Question so now worthy. we have a question. Yeah. Yeah. And right. I have an answer. Awesome. Well, yep. let's, uh, let's go find out what that answer is, huh? Coolio. Okay, so it's funny that you were mentioning that you felt weird calling this episode a Q&A over... For these chapters? For these chapters. For this week? Yeah, for chapters 15 through 19. Yeah. When this is covering chapter 11. Right. Right. Well, what's funny about that is that the question actually gets into, um, or I should say the answer gets into stuff that we will be reading further... In, ah. in a future chapter. I see. So we're we're going to answer a question from the future about the past or about the past from the future. The Bible is the past or is it the future? What? No. no. <laughs> Stop. Definitely not the future. So we were like, what the fuck are these blessings and curses and mountains and what? Right. Like, what even is that? Yep. So, okay. Briefly... They were doing this process, which I will get into in a moment, um, to rededicate themselves to God's word before entering the promised land. Okay. Okay. So that's that's the brief answer of why. Got it. Um, And what they did, the process was there were these two mountains, twin mountains that still exist today. And you can actually go visit them. Okay. Although, you know, now might not be the time given COVID and travel restrictions and heat in the Middle East. You know, yeah. shit like that. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. But anyway, you can still see these mountains today. Okay, Got it. They're okay. twin peaks and there's a valley between them. Okay. And so what they did was they split up the people so that half of them were on one mountain, half of them were on the other. Okay. okay? With the Levites in the middle. Okay? okay. And to this day, you can still conduct this um, experiment, question mark, Um Supposedly, if you're standing in the valley, you can hear, or even if you're standing on one of the mountains, you can hear if somebody shouts loud enough, um, people from the other mountain in the valley. Like, you can hear each other. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Which I found really interesting. So, um, no? Yeah. No, oh. that's interesting. Okay. Um, 
so the people um, were split up, like as as I said, mm-hmm. and the Levites stood in the valley and they read the words of the law. Okay. okay? And the curses were read towards the group of people that were standing on Mount Ebal as a warning to the Israelites in the promised land or as a warning to the Israelites in the promised land that um, the promise was conditional. Okay. Okay. And that it depended upon them behaving. Right. Okay. Following these rules, which I'm not going to get into what the curses and blessings specifically were. Sure. Because those will be laid out. In, in a future. future chapter of Deuteronomy itself. Got it. Got okay. It. Okay. Um, but they were punishments for disobedience and just reminders to behave and shit like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then after each curse, the people would say, Amen. So the Levites in the middle of the valley were like reading these things. And after each curse, the people on the cursed mountain would say, <laughs> would Amen. Say Amen. And their response showed that they heard, understood, and agreed. Got it. Okay. Okay. And so then they would repeat the same process to the the blessing blessing side, side, the blessing mountain. Okay. And again, the people would say amen. And it again showed that they understood, agreed, and all that. Yeah. Now, why which mountain is which, right? Yeah. Okay. There's two different theories, both of which kind of apply. Um, For one thing, the mountain of the blessing, um, Mount Gerizim or Gerizim, it's green and fertile. Okay. okay. So that was the blessing mountain. Okay. Okay. The cursed one, Mount Ebal, was less fertile than of the two mountains. Okay. It was stark, white, rock, barren, and it's still, both of those still have those characteristics to this day. Gotcha. Okay. And that was cursed mountain. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So that's one reason that one's the curse and one's the blessing because one's pretty and one's ugly. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So that's how they differentiated. The other question. Reason is a little more um, questionable. Um, it, it gets into how the people were split up. How did they decide which tribes were on which mountain? Right. There's a lot of question about that. And some say it was just arbitrary and it was the best way to split them up as to make the numbers about even. Okay. And, and a lot of academics, at the very least, agree, yeah, that's probably the most likely reason. Sure. There are some academics that postulate that um, also, in addition to the math working out that way, mm-hmm. um, the people on Curse Mountain were a little bit further away from Canaan and thus um, also were ones that were less important to the story and they were less likely to receive a lot of lands in Canaan. Okay. So they they were the ones that were to say yeah we understand because they needed the harder reminder got it whereas the cuz they weren't getting as many of the good things yeah yeah and so the people on bless mountain um they were closer to canaan <clears throat> geographically where, as the mountains stand and they were also um more important to the story like the characters over there okay um carried on more and they were going to be in canaan doing the things got it okay so that's how they split the people up and decided who's on which mountain okay um and uh, this is leading towards that second reason which is that the ones on curse mountain yeah were further away from god's word got it got it okay okay and so um, we're going to get into further what the curses and blessings are. And we've been wor- wor- warned, warned <laughs> about these 
Um, they're like really hardcore rules that weren't necessarily covered already. Like, you know how thus far Deuteronomy has been a recap? Yeah. I think we're approaching the end of that recap. Okay. And I think that when they start actually going through these motions, Joshua is going to be in charge of doing doing this work here of splitting them up and making them get on the right mountain and do the the yesing and the knowing and the amen thing. Right, right. And um, Moses was ordered to go build um, an altar on the holy mountain. The the blessed mountain okay. was considered a holy site because the mountain was so. So green this site and lush. is not in what would be considered Canaan, then, right? Well, yes and no. Okay. Um, I believe yes, it is, and because Moses was not allowed to enter the right. the um, promised land, he was ordered to make this happen. So he had to tell Joshua to go do it. Oh. So we're gonna read Joshua building this altar. And this place of worship on this this fertile, blessed mountain where the blessings will take place. Got it. Okay. And then there are some academics, even archaeologists, who have been digging around. Mm -hmm. And I guess within the last decade have found a site that may possibly actually be um, one of the altars that was set up there. I mean, so... Were altars set up there? Yes. Right. Like, I, it doesn't surprise me when there's, like, an archaeological site based on something out of the Bible exactly. Because right. I think that some of this was based on some historical sure. events, you sure. know. But to say that that translates to the Word of God is real and correct. Right. That's a stretch. No, no. And I was not trying to imply that right. in any no, no, way no, no, whatsoever. No, no. But, I mean, there's a lot of people that would. So, the I mean, geography just... matches up. And, and altars were built all over the fucking place. Sure, so sure. that one was found... Where people find it still holy to this day, duh. Right. Right. Yeah, that's, that's not cool. surprising. So, um, that's the that's the answer to that question. Okay. What's the cursing? What's the blessing? And why did they have to curse one and bless the other? And well, it's good that we learned about it because there's apparently stuff coming up about it. So yeah. that's you know timely at yeah. the very least. You know? Yeah. So when we get to that section, and it's I I want to say it's like. Chapter 27 or some shit. So well, we're like, like right near the end or something. Yeah. Right? So we're coming up towards it, you know? Yeah. And I guess there's like a whole list of curses and um, they're going to be hardcore. Got so it. and they're going to be straightforward. And it's where a lot of the Christians get their, you know, you are not allowed to do these things. Fuck off or die. Right. Except for that. They also say that, you know, the. Old Testament doesn't matter and that the New Testament takes right. over. So, But when they do quote the Old Testament, right. apparently these curses play big. So I'm kind of glad that we got the heads up that they're coming. Right. No, that's cool. Yeah. 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 I, I'd like to throw out real quick, too, if anybody knows anything about the uh, seven-year, um, you know. Yeah, throwing back to our intro. Yeah. The seven-year, uh, how it ties in with our um, bankruptcy code and stuff and our uh, – well, I did you know, all that stuff. That would be if you have a link, send it our way. I did find a little bit that like also not to do with the Bible, but just to do with our bankruptcy code in general, that it's going to be really hard to find anything that ties it back to biblical things because of what you said. It's going to have to do a lot with how our bankruptcy laws and our debtor laws work right. in the United States. And that they're different for each state. And the seven years is kind of a myth because it really depends. Sure, and sure. So 
No, I, I get it. A but, lot to sort through, but yeah. But obviously, there's some there's something there. It seems it, like why it seven feels years? Like, it feels. My like. question is just, but why seven? Why not eight? Right. Why not six? Right. Why yeah. seven? Yeah, it seems too on the nose to to right. not be, you know, linked in some manner. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I I agree, and I I would be interested to know more. I just I don't know if we're yeah. going to be able like to I find that. Like I said, if that. anybody has some good links. Send them our way on Send Twitter them our way, or, please. or wherever you can find us, and uh, we'll definitely check into that a little bit more. But uh, no, it was really good to learn about the the mountains. Those I was curious about those things. Same, same. Didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Well, so we're going to learn more about them in the future. Awesome. And not just in Deuteronomy, but in I guess Joshua's got his own book. Yeah, I'm not familiar with all the books of the Bible. I know so. three of the books of the Bible beyond what we're in currently, and that's only because of Lyle Lovett's. Um, album that's called joshua judges ruth oh my god that is so cool <laughs> that is cool and i will never forget it ever so yeah i guess the book of joshua covers this heavily as well right yeah and if you guys haven't listened to that album by uh, lyle lovett you should go listen to that because uh, it's awesome i'm so not a lyle lovett fan but i really like that title right yeah he does have a good song about church in there oh my god okay it is a good song it's funny yeah it's a funny song. It is. What's it called? Uh, Church. Church. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the song. That's a funny song. Yeah. Still not a Lyle Lovett fan. Well, I am. But, but carry hey, on. That's all right. You do you. I'm going to do me. And tomorrow we will do a recap of the week. And so we'll see you Monday. Yep. See everybody Monday. Bye. Bye. Hey, wife. Yes, husband. Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. <laughs> so we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are. And our supporters can go there and support us. And we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there. So it, es- it escalates on a sliding scale of, you know, cheap to, to not cheap. But, you know, we can definitely use any amount. So, like, any support is always appreciated. So, what exactly is Patreon? It's a place where you can show your support for our podcast. Just our podcast? Any podcast or any (laughs) performer. But, you know, we're the ones that, you know, you're listening to right now. So, maybe you should, uh, you know, support us. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But we love you anyway. So, all you got to do is go to Patreon. Look up Sacrilegious Discourse. It's actually patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse is our actual main page there. So, head on over and send us some love. Yeah. Husband, it's the end. It is indeed, wife. Tell the people where they can contact us. Well, they can get a hold of us via our email, which is uh, sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. We have Twitter at sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, why do you know? Why do you keep doing that? (laughs) Ugh. All right. We have a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and a Pinterest page. But if you really want to get our attention, Twitter is where it's at. Twitter is where you're at. Yeah. And um, they should also review, like, and subscribe, yeah? Definitely. Apple Podcasts um, reviews help us out tremendously. And uh, we also can use your support on Patreon, which is a great place to uh, support us as well. That would be at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.